Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business, Wonder Women in Business podcast. Today's guest is Kelly Stonework. Kelly, welcome to the show. So glad to have you on today. Thank you, Susan, and thank you for inviting me. Glad to be here. You bet, you bet. So um, did we meet through a mutual contact or how did we meet? Do you remember? So um, Rebecca Cohen is the one that shared the information, your information. She was like, you've got to connect with Susan Freeman. She's amazing. (laughs) I love her with all her stories. Um, Yes, yes. The stories. Well, let's talk about your story today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. So I am, my name, of course, is Kelly Stonework. I will tell you a little bit about on the personal side, if that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Great, 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 great. So I am a wife, a mother. I've I've been married in October of this year will be 30 years. Wow. You're still (laughs) newlywed. Yes. Yes, yes, 30 years. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, 30 years of marriage, and I have two sons that um, have been, and you've, you've, you know, and I've shared some, some pictures of them. Um, really excited about, you know, just the journey that they're on and happy that they call me mom. I uh, have been in corporate for 32 years recently about a year ago took an early retirement package so just have been in that time building my business of kys solutions and we can talk about that in a little bit but just who i am that is you know a mom a wife i love having the opportunity to connect with women and empower them and just get them business people in general but i have a special passion for women because I am a woman and I'm a businesswoman, and I know that that space is very delicate for us. And so we can talk a little bit about my journey um, and, and why that, why I'm so passionate about just connecting with other women who have been in corporate because yeah. I, I was in there for, for 32 years. Yeah, it's a tough world for women. They used to make us mimic men in order to be successful. And I was like, nope, not going to do it. So let me ask you this. Did you have an inspiration or a mentor or someone who, you know, guided you on this path now, now that you're an entrepreneur? I did. And, and actually, the woman um, is Robin Johnson. And actually, she was in, you know, in the corporate space with me and um, about 2009, um, actually having gone through a period in corporate where I was miserable. And so looking back, I realized that almost half of my time in corporate, I was miserable, but I call it comfortable in my misery. Because normally when you're miserable, you try to do something about it. And so I just stayed in that space because outside of work, I was not miserable. I was, you know, enjoying life. But Robin Johnson really kind of was that person that let me smell the roses, let me say, hey, it doesn't matter what your title is. You need to look at what you have accomplished inside of this corporate space. And she helped me understand that title, yes, it is 
it may be important because people are drawn to titles, but look at the work that you've done. And then if, for example, I wanted to apply for a position, apply for a particular, um, I think they called them uh, probably a, like a, a workshop or a conference and you had to be at a certain title and above. And she said, okay, so take the title out, like cross through the title and look at what all the other requirements are. And so I really, I, I credit her for kind of, like I said, allowing me to come out of that comfortable in misery state and understand that I needed to invest in myself. I needed to, the importance of a, a mentor and the importance of a sponsor. Yeah, those are different. Can you tell yes. the audience how? Yes, how they're different. Yeah. So, Car, I would I would say that um, that that was another eye opener, and it was a woman by the name of Carla Harris. She is out of Morgan Stanley. Um, she came and she spoke at our Women's Interactive Network, and she shared how you can have a mentor. And in my my thoughts about a mentor is someone who has successfully done what you aspire to do. So they're kind of walking you through the steps. But then that sponsor is, and these are Kelly's words, the sponsor is someone who knows your work, can speak about you when you're not in the room. I so my mentor, yeah, that, I'm sorry. No, no, that, I get oh, okay. it, I'm with you, I'm overlapping. Yeah, yeah. So, so Carla Harris was the one that explained that to us. Um, and it was almost like I was sitting in the room and, and it was just the two of us in that room when she said that, because I was like, that was an aha moment. Okay. Yeah. So I had these mentors who were helping me, but they might not be at the table, at the decision-making table when projects were coming down, when promotions, when bonuses, you know, um, any increases, they might not be at the table. And if my, if I didn't have someone at a sponsor level that knew my work at this decision-making table that you, you find yourself being frustrated, or at least I did. I was like, I'm doing such great work and not being recognized. Well, yeah. who knew, you know, that you were doing this great work? Well, studies show yeah. that, that supervisors don't ask women as often as they ask men, um, what have you done well like you know show me your great work and that women clearly don't self-promote as much as men so there there's the two sides against you working against women in the workplace that's um, right we don't self-promote and supervisors don't ask us as often to self-promote so um the opportunity would be pretty bold and aggressive and assertive if we did and i do but then I'm called the B word. So exactly, exactly. You know? And I was like, how could I do that? How can I go? Okay, if my manager, very good manager, but if he is not at this decision making table, then that means that I have to go above him. And how is that going to look? But right. I realized that my male counterparts were doing it all the time. <laughs> This is true. So, and it's called yeah. leadership when they do it, but it's called who does she think she is when you do exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I have been there and done that. And that's why I do what I do today. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you, um, you talked about how women should help other women and, and lift other women. This was a great segue to my next question. Do you have any advice on how we can support other women in business? I do. 
And I think that with the pandemic, it has become more apparent to me that we need to help each other. And that is, uh, somebody gave me this saying, I don't know where it came from, but surround yourself in a room of women who will promote you when there's opportunities, right? So there's, they're able to speak about you, even though you may not be there. And um, that's what I like to do because there's a lot of opportunities out here. And if we know women that have been in a certain space or, I mean, even as far as like a, a woman that makes jewelry, right? Then you can share your share with your friends. Hey, I have a friend or I know this woman that makes jewelry or I know this woman that's a, a caterer or I know this woman that is, you know, a great strategizer and she could come in and, and help your corporation. I think that that's what we need to do is kind of helping our fellow, I say queens and uplift them. Nice. Very nice. So have a posse, so to speak. Yes. That's, that's what I call it. And the posse can be men and women. And when you're not in the room, they need to speak to your skill set and to promote you and to yes. be that voice. Um, awesome. Awesome. Well, let me ask you, can you, are you willing to talk about your biggest challenge or setback and how you overcame that? Yes. And I think that it actually talked, I started talking about that and that is being miserable inside of the corporate space. So let's talk about the journey. First seven years, I'm on fire. I am, I have an accounting background, quickly learned that once I got in corporate that I could not, I really didn't like accounting. Like if I saw another number, I was going to scream. So <laughs> some, and, and not realizing that because I was doing accounting work, but I wasn't in corporate. So outside of corporate, it was, I wasn't doing straight accounting. I was doing other things like marketing. I was doing event planning and a piece of my work was accounting. So then you go from being on fire for seven years to being miserable for 15 years, not realizing it. And then on the other side of that miserable state and finding out what you should do, right? To come out of it. And so these are some things that I'd like to share with your audience, things that if I had to do it all over again, I would have done this earlier. I'm doing it now, but I would have done it earlier. Sorry about that. That's okay. Business happens while we're, um, you know, awake and we're working. It happens when we're yep. not working. It happens, <laughs> especially in this COVID atmosphere. It's exactly. like 24 exactly. seven. So tell us your tips <laughs> for that, because that sounds like meaningful action items. Yes. And so I'll give you a couple of them. I would say ask bigger. First, it was ask because we have trouble asking for anything. Right. But yeah. now we need to ask bigger. Then if someone tells you no, and we, you know, it's, it's hard when we hear you ask a question and they say no, or you put a proposal out there and, and it's no. What you would do is ask them, and this is something that a woman that was also an executive in the, in the corporate space, she told me to, if they said no, ask them, what would have caused you to say yes? So that you know the next time, That's whatever you're powerful. doing, 
Mm -hmm. What would have caused you to say yes? You know, because we can get caught up in our feelings. Oh, they said no and, and we're done. So that, and then communication. Communication, whether it's speaking, listening or writing, invest in those heavily. And the reason why I say this is because we do, some people have a fear of public speaking or they have a fear of writing. They're, you know, they, they wanna ask people a gazillion times how, how this looks. Okay, this is what you do. Understand that communication, unless, let's, 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 let me break it down for you. Unless you are talking to yourself 24 seven, you're doing what's known as public speaking, right? So public speaking is not, you've got a large audience. What we're doing right now, you and I, Susan, public speaking, because I'm not talking to myself. So invest in those, invest in strategies to help you with your speaking, your listening, and listening not to respond, but listening for understanding. That's very and that's hard. Yeah. Yep. Listening, not to respond, but listening for understanding. And then our writing, because we're, we are doing so much writing that sometimes people interpret what we've written in a different manner. So I would say follow that up with some, you know, we're, we're talking, let's have a conversation, ask the person, the recipient of your, whatever you've written, if they understand, you know, what did they understand, you know, you're writing to mean so that you're clear because we've seen so many times. And I think even in that, that um, in my miserable state, um, there were times when I was misunderstood and I misunderstood what people were saying. So a lot of relationships are hindered because of the misinterpretation. So communication is so key. So Kelly, I know you know this, but um, I teach this stuff. I teach inclusive communications. I teach listening I with empathy well. through digital means, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You are spot on. So you are spot on. So you're, you must remember that the receiver makes meaning of the message regardless of the sense. Of what you, intent. yep. <laughs> exactly. So confirmation is what you're talking about. That's so important. That's a great piece of advice. So thank you for sharing that. Um, well, let me ask you, is there something surprising about you that maybe the people who are in your posse don't know? Yes, I think that they would not know that I played, growing up, I played the piano, the violin, the clarinet, and the wow. bass clarinet. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah, and the bass clarinet. So the bass clarinet, so I'm in Maryland, so in the... Washington DC area. And I had an opportunity a long time ago, but nonetheless, I remember my last year in high school. And so my senior year in high school, I had the opportunity to play my bass clarinet at the Kennedy Center here in oh, Washington nice. DC. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's a Barry, the lead. I mean, that's an amazing <laughs> story. Um, you know, I find a lot of people who are, um, 
you know, those, the thinkers are also musicians, like good with numbers and science can also are really, I have a lot of lawyer doctor friends who are musicians and uh, I come from a family of musicians, but I did not, I'm the one person in my family who did not play a musical instrument. <laughs> um, I quit, you know, you gotta get out, you gotta stay at it, right? You get on those lessons, you stay at them. I quit too soon and my parents let me, which um, I did not become that parent, my son would say. <laughs> um, but that's pretty amazing. What a wonderful little secret that is. Well, the secret's out. So do you still play? I don't, but I do have a love for music and the violin. I do. I follow a woman by the name of Chelsea Green, awesome violinist. There's a young gentleman. I can't remember um, his name. Is is slip, slipping my mind. I just um, okay. You know, celebrated my 55th birthday, so um, things are starting to well, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I can't remember, but the violin, I really, really, really enjoy and just jazz in general. So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I am, I am a jazz person. That's another thing that, I mean, people probably wouldn't know that about me, but they well, may not I'm know. I'm from that New Orleans, that. so I love my jazz. Oh, yeah. Isn't that something? And my mother isn't played, um, she played the piano, the, um, is it a lyre or a lyre? It looks like a small harp, a little handheld. I can't recall. I don't know how, yeah, I don't she know. She played the is. ukulele and- Oh, she, wow. Yeah, my father played the clarinet. My grandmother was in the symphony as a cellist. Um, wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like talk about shame. <laughs> I have no, <laughs> I can't play a tune to save my life, so. Do you sing? I used to be first soprano, but now I, and begged to shut up. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's funny. a wonderful way to uh, get to know you on the personal side. I will tell you a story of corporate misery is one that's very common. I teach about muted group theory and that's very prevalent in corporate America. Um, folks can look it up, Google it. Um, you'll see what I'm saying. For those who speak white male, corporate America is easy peasy, but for women and other minorities, it's a struggle because we don't speak white male. And for so right. long, people have tried to teach us, hey, speak white male, dress like a male, act like a male. And I'm like, no, I want to be me and still be valued and accepted and appreciated, heard and respected. So I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Um, and I'm 54, sister. So <laughs> um, I get those little brain, um, you know, lapses too. So if people want to know you better or, or reach out to you, how can they do that, Kelly? Sure. Um, so I talked about the, the corporate side, and but I didn't talk about the company, the business side, and that is KYS Solutions, where we are a training company. And the communication piece is a huge part of it, because I've, I've seen it far too often, where, like I, I mentioned, that we're misunderstood. And sometimes we don't realize that or we're just not heard. And um, so that, that's a big piece of it, of the training that I do, but also um, I'm an assessment provider for behavior, motivation, and in, uh, emotional intelligence. Nice. Is that, again, what, that I just- what tool? Which tool? TTSI, Success in, Insights. Nice. So DISC, so DISC yeah. would be the behavior. Um, 12 driving forces would be what the motivation. 
What's your um? Sir. What's your DIS? Your profile? What's your? A high I. A high I. I am an off the charts D. I almost feel really like I apologize. <laughs> yes, I'm actually um not too far behind that and I and then almost invisible SC, which is not good. I know. <laughs> well, you know it's it's funny because so high I and then right behind that is a C, but what gets me in trouble? So and and and, and so you have you have that this part, but then you have the the um, motivation. So we just need to know how, to, again, to communicate with each other. Right. You might want, I've, I've talked myself out of and had to learn this opportunities, you know, and I, and I say, I talk myself out of it. A, a friend of mine who you mentioned um, attorneys, he wanted me to write an article for the um, GP solo magazine for the American Bar Association. And so I said, really? Like why I'm not an attorney. Why would you, are you sure you want me to write this article? Absolutely. And he was like, Kelly, Yeah. <laughs> he was like, Kelly, I know who you, I went to college with you. I know you're not an attorney. I want you to write because we're doing something on um, women and we're doing something about the women's right to vote, incorporate all that into an article. And so I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll um, show it to you. Let me write it up and then I'll show it to you. He's like, you don't need to show it to me. You just need to let me know if you can meet this deadline. And I think that that with that, I like, we want to make sure we want to, everybody's in harmony. What would I have like said that. as a high D? What would I have said? <laughs> Do it. Yeah, exactly. It would have been, yeah, got it on you, it. Going. And yeah. I would have gotten on your nerves by asking you though, are you sure? Susan, are you sure? <laughs> so, uh, to make a SIG, yeah. So I'm a high D with I behind and then no SC, but um, I know that about myself. So I have to adapt and adjust. Now it makes for great leader skills, but um, I'm EQ, my EQ is off the charts. So I definitely feel other people and- um, Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not um, blind to other people's feelings or how they receive information and that comes from my communications training so we are we are aligned in that and i love yes you and when you send me um i know you sent your assets i'll create a blog and in the blog i'll have your contact info so people can reach out and i have a lot of listeners in the dc area so um, oh good so yeah. do you want me to just say that the um you like sure the can and i'll write okay. it in the blog as well Okay, so the website is KYS and then solutions. So KYS, S O L U T I O N S dot com. The, um, if you email Kelly, K E L L I, at KYS solutions. And, and it should be easy because KYS is the, you know, there are the acronyms for my, there are my initials, Kelly Young initials. Stonework. Yeah, I always mm -hmm. like to guess. That. Well, thank <laughs> Kelly you Young so Stonework. much, Kelly, for being thank here. Thank you so today. much. It's been fun. Um, and I look forward to putting together the blog and sharing it on LinkedIn. Make sure we're connected on LinkedIn. Yes, on LinkedIn. It's Kelly. It's Kelly Stonework. Yep, on awesome. LinkedIn, I'm Kelly Stonework. Thank you so much. It was really nice speaking with I you. And I look forward to connecting with you more you bet keep in touch we'll we'll lift and rise together yes thank you thank you thank you
Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.